welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. Here All we right. are. <laughs> we go. Episode 87. We got a, a nice late night weekday episode. Night Boys edition. We've done Night Boys. I don't know if we've ever done a Night Boys on like a two. What's the Tuesday? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. I, I don't know if we've ever done this. It's 11.20 p.m. <laughs> on a weekday. Schedule's been very weird. School night, yeah. Very busy. Eric's been very busy. We've talked about. I've been very busy. I actually don't know when I'm going to be able to edit this episode. Well, when it happens, it happens. <laughs> I won't say what day it is. Unless you want to volunteer and edit this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, my, my schedule's <laughs> been pretty bad uh, the last few uh, few weeks. Very stressed out at work. I'm not doing well, uh, you know, mentally or physically. Uh, Yeah, definitely weird to have my body uh, given out on me uh, as uh, stressful times are coming. You did just eat a pack of gummy worms? I did. (laughs) Well, I did that, though, with an express purpose, which was, you you know, you, you explained to me this is a crucial episode of Adventure Time. And I was very tired. Like, I could have fallen asleep tonight at 10 p.m. I was at the office till, like, 12.30 last night. Didn't get to bed till, like, 2. Um, I only slept, yeah, I only slept for, like, 4 or 5 hours last night. Um, well, maybe maybe got up to 6. I can't remember. But, um, which ain't so bad. Uh, but I uh, just, like, burned out. So, But I was like, we got the pod. I got to get there. And this is, this is what I do, too. I, I've been, like, getting my, eating my portions under control. I don't know, if, Eric, how you do this. Um, but for me, like... Basically, I hit my max at work. Like I work like a twelve-hour day at the office. I'm like fucking done. But more work needs to get done. I need to push. I pushed yesterday from an extra four and a half hours to like a sixteen, seventeen-hour day. So then at that point, even though I'm not hungry, I need calories. Like I get so restless that like I need to eat more and like find another gear to get into. And I like I ate like a whole fourth meal literally from Taco Bell last night. <laughs> Uh, today I had like two slices of pizza at the end of the day and then gummy and that would, that would explain why I feel fucking awful. <laughs> um, in addition to stress and anxiety, but, uh, yeah, that shit just, just as a trigger for me to, to eat more, to plow through and be more productive. Yeah. I might have one of those nights tomorrow. Yeah. I've been pretty decent with my schedule, even though I have a lot of things to accomplish, but I haven't been working more than like. 13 hour days <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow might that might change because tomorrow's last full day I have to my own devices before gigs start happening nice so let's let's crash through it um good luck um yeah but th- oh, this I've got a proposition oh what's that because I have a gig next week uh, next Tuesday night oh eight two a week from tonight um our our taping night I don't know when this episode's gonna air yeah uh, because I'm definitely so fucked, uh, <laughs> with my schedule and you are too, sounds like. Yeah. Do you want to record next week's episode at my show? Oh, that could be fun. Bring, uh, bring the Zoom recorder and yeah. phones. Rather than try and carve out a couple hours between now and then some other time. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> that that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. We'll have to, we'll watch the episode separately and then show up or something yeah uh, should be a cool show uh 
my friends Joystick, Scott Core Band from New Orleans, are going to be in town. Oh, is there a? Why don't I share this on the uh, Adventure Guys podcasts? Oh yeah, uh, so Joystick, really awesome Scott Band uh, on Bad Time Records. Been friends with them for a long time. Done a lot of shows with them over the years. They just had their tour van stolen, like days before leaving on tour, uh, which is so shitty. So they've got to go fund me up so they can, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess maybe rent a van for this coming tour because they got to leave in a couple of days uh, and then try and buy a new vehicle afterwards probably. But they have a GoFundMe up. So yeah, we'll link to that. Uh, help out the the guys in Joystick. I'm, I'm looking for, we'll, we'll, we'll find the thing and I'm going to, oh, here it is. I'm, I'm just going to, yeah, go fund, go fund them. <laughs> Um, they they deserve it. Oh, here it is. One last Scott Punk reggae party. I'm I'm posting it right now. So that'll be fun. Let's do that. We haven't done. I like I like. Uh, this is good. We're back in classic mode, although like tired classic mode. I like keeping it crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll be at Bar Frida in Ridgewood. Yeah. Okay. Eric is playing a gig next Tuesday. I'm writing this now. And we're gonna. Uh, I'm committing us to it right now. We're gonna. <laughs> okay. We're gonna record podcast during during his two hours. <laughs> One. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, I was right. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we'll see you all. Uh, we'll see all you, you, you fucking kitty cats there. That was bad. Um. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I did get hyped up on a uh, on gummy shit and put my uh, health in jeopardy so I could be extra alert to talk about uh, a crucial, as you put it, episode of Adventure Time. So let's talk about it. Crucial. Episode discussion. Okay. So we watched. Season six, episode 24, Evergreen. Yeah. It's like 100% lore. Yeah. Lore, but very interesting sideways lore. So you're seeing characters that look familiar, but aren't. Um, Instead of Finn, you get a green dinosaur looking guy that's named Gunter. Um, you get, instead of Jake, almost like a little, like, geometric cat. Um, and then all the elementals are there, but they're all different. I, I, the, um, the Ice Elemental sounds like Ice King, looks a bit like Ice King. Voiced by Tom Kenny. Voiced by Tom Kenny. Uh, Fire Elemental is voiced by Keith David. Yeah. Looks, looks different. Has a crab hand. Yeah. Which I loved. Then there's Slime... Was it Slime King? Slimy D. Oh, Slimy D. Uh, I don't know who... My name is Slimy D, and I'm here to say. That's like, I think, the only line. Who voices Slimy D? Let's find out right now. And then what? And then the the Candy Elemental. Uh, Slimy D is voiced by Steve Wolfhard. Okay. And the Candy Elemental... It would have been great if Slimy D was voiced by like a pitch-shifted, formant-shifted Maria Bamford. Oh, yeah. Oh, I uh, love that. And Chatsbury is the Chatsbury. 
Is we, the, he's the candy elemental. Who's his we, voice? Well, we've met Chatsbury before, right? I don't think so. Okay. I'm just getting that. Have confused. we? The name just sounds... Has Princess Bubblegum channeled Chatsbury for many... I don't think so. I, maybe she does eventually, but... Um, oh, it's Alan Tudyk. That guy's all over the place. I love yeah. Alan Tudyk. I'm watching... I just started a rewatch of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which I really, really love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan Tudyk voices a bunch of characters in that. And he's great. Oh, nice. So the, 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 I got to get more familiar. Uh, there is one other episode that Chatsbury uh, appears in, which is Mary must have seen it. Jelly Beans Have Power, which is season eight, episode 19. We did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I remember yeah, Chatsbury. In, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it happens later in the yeah series when one Princess Bubblegum realizes she's part of this lineage of candy elementals, so she like gets this right. vision of Chatsbury so, from the past. So this is season six, episode twenty-four. I think you said that, but make yeah, sure. Yeah, we're deep in the comet arc. Right, the comet's coming, and that's basically what the elementals are arguing about up there. They're this comet's coming. They all have a way that they want to stop it. Ice King has, or whoever, what's his name in this? It's not Ice King. It's um, um, uh, Urgent uh, Evergreen. Evergreen, Master Urgent Evergreen. If you're Gunter, um, and he has a different plan that um, this is all very complicated. I was like, shit, I need to rewatch because it was like a really dense monologues they were going on, um, but it just seems like there was a bunch to, um, Urgent Evergreen's own end with his plan, right? Like, yeah, he did some preparatory work that's a little expositional. Yeah, and and basically they're like they they don't seem you know rereading the summary. The other elementals don't aren't really that worried about the comet, but Evergreen is, and he what he wants to do is make a magic crown that will grant the most the innermost wish of whoever's wearing it. And Evergreen is like, if you wear if he wears the crown, which like then he'll be able to stop the comet. Now, the idea of creating this crown, that's our, now that's a fishy proposition, which they bring up immediately. Yeah, very specific and seemingly arbitrary. <laughs> the the what? The... To have a crown be the, the thing that grants you this wish that that's the only way to destroy this comet. Well, th- th- well here's the thing. This is the plan that Urgent's Evergreen has ever come up with. Right. And what seems fishy about it is, is this is his plan. I think they're all like, okay, look, that could work, but not the greatest plan because what if the crown falls into the wrong hands? Or what if your innermost wish isn't to destroy the comet? Now, they're saying it as a really practical concern, like if someone else has it or if the innermost wish. But also, like, if I were them, I'd be almost like a little more directly concerned about like, hey, Urgent's... What are you really after? Right, Do you like, really just want to use all of our elemental powers that he's going to go into, to make the crown for yourself for some other end that you're not telling us about? Yeah, this like, is a very out-of-the-way zany apparatus that you're trying yeah, to use to accomplish these. It feels fishy. It feels like you're up to something else. Um, now, I, I do want to get a little bit... Um, pull in another thing, like from Cinemaville. Uh, do we have a movie theme song? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to create it. So it's too late for yes ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Or is there after 11 p.m.? So I just watched a movie um, called Stalker, 1979 by uh, Tarkovsky. It's 
the really famous old art movie, Sean Harvey. Champ, I always call him champion of the pod uh, <laughs> on social media this past week, which I really like. He told me I should watch it. And I didn't know a lot about it. And going into it, d- do you want spoilers? It's a pretty good movie. I, well, I was going to give you a little bit of a plot point. I was going to actually explain a big part of the movie. It's a two and a half hour, really slow, ethereal art movie. It's the kind of movie that I would love to watch once I have free time, which is never going to happen. So go for it. <laughs> you should come over and, and watch uh, some crazy art movie with me because I need a new some new art movie buddies since it's coming back. Um, well, anyway, I'll do it and try to do it in a non-spoilery way, but I was going to do this. The, one of the, the cruxes of this movie is there's a place called The Zone. And if you go to The Zone... The zone was created by some event. We don't know what the event was. It may have been extraterrestrial. It may have been a chemical thing. We don't know. But in this nondescript European city nearby, there's the zone. The zone is guarded by all sorts of military. You can't get in. But once you get into the zone, the zone is crazy. And inside the zone is the room. And when you go into the room, all your desires will be granted. Now, the problem with that is someone who's been to, who had done that and came out, end up killing themselves a month after coming out, getting extremely rich, and then they killed themselves. There might be another reason for that. I won't do it. But another one of the characters is almost saying, like, I don't know if I want to know what my innermost desire is. <laughs> They're like, it might really disappoint me. Like, instead of like bringing my, bring my brother back to life it might be money wouldn't that be depressing what if you find out what you're truly made of what's really down in there isn't very good it's a very existential hard question to answer and if you get your desire are you going to to continue to want to live is it going to fundamentally change you and i think in this episode they make the crown through a montage. And at the end of the episode, Urgence Evergreen, aka Ice King, doesn't get to wear it. Instead, Gunter gets it. And we haven't talked about the relationship that Gunter has with Ice King, but essentially, Gunter was a child or an egg, like dinosaur egg, that Urgence found and <laughs> they say genetically altered. I think you said mutated. Mutated. Stole your egg and mutated your brain. Yeah, because he calls me. He goes, "Don't, don't make daddy like pesky or whatever." And he goes, "Are you my daddy? Are you my dad or something?" And he goes, "Well, I found your egg and genetically mutated you. So, I mean, whatever, whatever that is." But it's clear what he's doing is is he's raising this kid, but only giving him real negative reinforcement and is only just being a dick to him, and is making this um like through this negative reinforcement the like breeding this sort of fondness for the uh where gunter is like i'm less than like the only like i wish i could be as good as my father and the ultimate wish that they have is to turn into the father and the spitting image of the father of his father of urgent evergreen 
is the beard and everything and shut uh, jumping up and down telling gunter what you're not good enough what is what is he shouting at the end of the at the uh, gun gunter no gunter no yeah gunter no and it's pretty heartbreaking instead of saving the world from a comet the most inner desire is to it's like the only way i can make my father happy is if i am my father because like it's he's just constantly getting made fun of his shortcomings and he's like and he's telling him like hey can you teach me some magic like i want to learn too i want to be a part of this and it's doubly crushing because his true desire is to be urgent evergreen and yet his idea of urgent evergreen is just a person who's constantly yelling at gunther yeah <laughs> it's like a really revealing because re- ultimately probably right what gunther wants it's to just be happy and accepted by his father. But the it seems the only way to actually for the father to accept it is if he just becomes him. Yeah. Because every any any part that's different is not tolerated. Any sort of ignorance, even though he's a child, not tolerated. So it's like I just have to figure out how to become him. But but the version of his father is one that hates him. So it's yeah. it's circular. Yeah, and as the comments game, he's like, use use this like a simple spell or thing that I taught you or I meant to teach you. And it's like it's spi- spiraling towards their own death because of just tragic reasons. Yeah. So this is a really important episode. And and I so I just wanted to to circle that off. I want to go into that, but you know, much like Stalker by Tarkovsky, I think here, if you know the danger of seeing what you truly want echoed, could show reveal things about yourself, relationships, and how you understand the world. That could be really crazy. And I feel like that's what you see here at the end, where it's like, oh god, it's just so heartbreaking, and how not correct it is. Yeah. So this explains what the crown is and why it warps people's minds and that kind of thing. Like this is the origin story of the crown. Got it. So that was interesting about this episode. So this, all this stuff happens and then it basically ends with ice King sort of jumping out of a snapping out of a dream where he's like sleeping, but still jumping in his bed saying Gunter no. And he's in his bed and you kind of think, Oh, the way I took this episode is like, Oh, it was just all a dream. Um, and you know fucked up ice king brain kind of like fiona and cake or whatever but then reading about it it's like no this is sort of a prequel episode <laughs> yeah this is like thousands of years in the past so right we're the comet in question this is the catalyst comet and i guess before the great mushroom wars and everything yeah I, before any sort of civilization we're led yeah. to believe like oh, this oh, is, oh before yeah yeah well we're in the time of dinosaurs right right right, 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 uh, right. so this is what we're led to believe is the last time the Catalyst Comet visited the Earth. Uh, oh. And what we learn later is the Catalyst com- Comet always just brings about great change. It's not necessarily bad. It's just that that's what a Catalyst does. It brings about change. And uh, I think they're sort of maybe hinting at like that's what wiped out the dinosaurs and like this weird sort of parallel timeline mm-hmm. uh, to our own understanding of history. Uh, but the Catalyst Comet is also what carried... Finn's soul to the planet, like which began its reincarnation journey. Uh, it's responsible for a lot of things. And this is like the last time that it came to 
the planet, which would then become Ooh. Um, so we're seeing this little flashback uh, because the whole season six arc revolves around the Catalyst Comet uh, when it's coming back again, and and it does the whole thing with Finn's dad, yada yada yada. But it's tied to the crown, and Ice King's crown is one of the more complicated plot points, I think, because we get an episode where Betty using the Magic Man magic and Marceline and Princess Bubblegum using science, like they all go inside the crown to try and fix it. Because here is so mm-hmm. I, I just sort of really was able to neatly understand this in my mind after watching this episode this time. Cause, oh, I've, great. I, cause I've seen this all a bunch of times. Lay it but, out for us. Uh, I was always a little bit confused about the whole double ice elemental thing with Lauren Lapkus mm-hmm. patients, same Pim and also ice King. So I think how this all shakes out is uh, the four elementals are always reincarnated throughout history. When they get to, the time of patient St. Pym, which is like supposed to be contemporary with like our time, like in IRL, uh, patient St. Pym freezes herself. So she's still alive. She never gets reincarnated. She's just hanging out comatose for a thousand years until she thaws. Uh, now all this time, the crown is there and the crown has been, it was created to fulfill your truest wish. The first and only user that the crown had, his truest wish was to be the Ice King. And assuming the comet like fucked things up and the crash and everything, the crown broke. Uh, and it was kind of going haywire. This, the phantasmo circuitry, I think is what they call it, like got misaligned or something. And, and they talk about that uh, on the episode that they go into the crown to look yeah. at all the circuitry. Um, so it kind of got fucked up and set on the crown. The bearer of the crown wants to be the ice King so that when Simon finds the crown as this ancient artifact and he puts it on, it starts warping his mind and turning him into the ice King because that's what the crown thinks it's bearer wants, which is why Simon goes fucking crazy and then turns into an ice elemental but he's not the real ice elemental the real ice elemental is still patient saint pym frozen waiting for a thousand years and and where is patient saint pym so in this though is is um the urgence evergreen is the ice true ice elemental yes got it he gets reincarnated however many times until eventually it's patient saint pym Got it. So that's the true lineage of it. Ice King is simply an offshoot from yeah. this defunctioning crown. And yeah. And so that makes sense. Right. So they get the the crown eventually fixed in the finale of the series. And, and Betty puts it on. And I, I think it like her truest wish is like to save Simon. And uh-huh. the only way to do that is for like her to become Golb, uh-huh. which is like. I, I, I don't know why, but yeah, and I kind of forget the specifics of how that shakes out. But we're gonna watch it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, in a really tidy thematic echo, uh, the crown falls to Gunther, the Penguin Gunther, and mm-hmm. Gunther's truest wish is to become Ice King, and he turns into the Ice Thing, which we get in the flash forward from the Grables. Wow. 
insane. Yeah, that's I really like how that ties all together. And the ice thing is like because Gunther's true form is that crazy alien thing, Orgolorg. Orgolorg. Yeah. So then it's like a mix between Orgolorg and Ice King. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ice thing. Holy smokes, Eric! What a great thesis. Very rarely does someone make such a selling point. We got to cut out that that what you just laid out and just post that somewhere because that, I mean, that deserves to be heard because I, you just put together so much lore. I'm sure this is nothing new. Like I, yeah. I, I people I have probably understood this about the show for a very long time, but it's my third or fourth time seeing this episode and I've only now just put everything together. So clean and neat like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I appreciate that. It makes sense thematically, not just, from the plot point of view it doesn't it doesn't just make sense you know talking about continuity but thematically like it it matters it means a certain thing it's great yeah and it's like you know hey we all want those powers but sometimes what comes along with those powers isn't what what isn't always good things you know um yeah nice Cool. I mean, very interesting episode. They do nothing to uh, help you through it. Uh, yeah, I think that's why this was maybe so confusing to me for like the first few years of my Adventure Time understanding. They, they, they do this in season six. Do so you think at this time they know where they're ending? Or they just... I don't I, know. Season I, six I, felt to me like the end of what maybe was their initial plan like or could have been like their best case scenario for an for an entire series arc yeah um because the things that happen after season six feel a little bit like bonus side quests that yeah we get finn's backstory we get jake's backstory um we didn't necessarily need the backstory of our heroes uh it's really cool that they were able to do it and it it helps the story a lot uh, overall, mm-hmm. but I think we would have been okay without it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Good app. Um, yeah. Like the very next season, they, they like deep dive into Marceline's origin story, which is obviously like some fa- fan service that was long overdue. Yeah. That might not have been necessary for, you know, a six season planned out like huge series no. arc, but yeah, season Got a seven couple more seasons. Yeah. Season seven is a good time to dive into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so f- to me, that's what that kind of felt like is like season six really wraps things up uh, for, like in terms of all your main plot points. Uh, and then they are able to find cool ways to take things further thereafter. Love it. Um, yeah. Really good. Really good analysis. I'm trying to see if there's any other, a uh, couple other things I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, it's a tragic episode. Those we're always <clears throat> passing our shit off onto other people, you know. <laughs> and even seeing this, Gunter like I think hits the the cat that's like the dog. Yeah, um, that was so sad. Yeah, because it's but it's clearly it's just like you learned it. It's like one of those things that you look back. I I think about that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I was mad to somebody, or I was mad to, I was mean to Sean. You know, like when I was in like when I was like fifteen, and I think about it like, oh yeah, I think, I think someone was mean to me like 
the year before in a similar way. And then you just, you know, you're like a pass through. Yeah. Uh, those, I feel like that's just part of what we do as humans. That's not pretty. But what are you going to do? Yeah, they don't ever really acknowledge it or redeem it or do anything with that moment. They just give it to you. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah. And you go on. Because that's kind of how life is sometimes. Yeah, it's so it's so, it's interesting too. I wonder how old is Gunter supposed to be? It's almost like a twelve year old or something, like eleven. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I would say analogous to Finn, so like fourteen. Fourteen. I mean, that whole area of like ten to fifteen, like sixteen. When I think back, like in just going to school, I think back, like you know, middle school is just such a weird time with a lot of that stuff and oh, people yeah. trying to be other people or act certain ways you know like i just think back on some of the i moved around a lot so my friends changed so i have like friendships that only existed from the ages of like 11 12 13 so it's really funny to just have like full memories of people crystallize in that awful weird time <laughs> you know um yeah i'm glad i don't have to go through that time again yeah i feel bad for middle school teachers I have oh. to deal with that shit every day i can't imagine watching that can't imagine subject. Well, I'm sure there's some uh, teachers we got out there. Hit us up. Did you see the mail? Gmail.com if you're a teacher and you listen to this. Um, I, that's a that's a that's a hard one. I'm I'm glad I'm not a teacher. Honestly, I th- I think we've talked about. I was talking to somebody else. I mean, being a teacher was sold. At least it felt like to our generation. I don't feel like this to you. Like it was just like one of the few things you could do that like like accountant or doctor or something where you're like. It's 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 a safe job that's like always going to be paid. They're always going to get a job. It's like super respectable. Like all like the 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 real I'd say school kids. Like you know the kids who excelled in school and activities and the teachers liked them and they had honor roll. A lot of them all went to become teachers of some sorts. And now I'm like, I don't know if that was true. Oh my god! I it's like a it was like a you know it's like in New Jersey and like it's not always that easy to find teaching jobs for my friends who are teachers and like and then you don't get paid that well and the respect oh, no. isn't great the hours um, are insane hours are insane yeah i i went into Parents. college as a music education major i did yeah. that for a year and a half before switching out to composition and it was sold to me as oh so you want to major in music you're a musician okay so music education is what you'll do yeah and i was like yeah i mean i guess like i didn't know to question that when i was 17 yeah. it's like well i mean the argument was oh I mean, you can always play music. You don't need a degree to play music. So the only thing in music that you need a degree for is music education. You might as well get it in that. And I, well, I, that made sense to me because there were there wasn't another side to the argument. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a. I was advised so poorly. I oh. was recently thinking about how different my life could have been had I gotten proper advisement and just went to like a conservatory or something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I um, I had a. I remember uh, a teacher along my way in music. <clears throat> Um, wasn't talking to me because I music going to school for music wasn't ever truly in the cards for me. Um, it was like, but I remember him saying like, so and so wants to become a a composition major, and he's like, I just think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, become a teacher. Like, look what you have a full ensemble to play whatever music you want to compose. Duh. Like, and you can workshop <laughs> it there, and then like take it up. Oh my gosh! And I was like, what I a wonder, terrible idea. I wonder how how often that's really ever anyone ever executes that idea um i I do this is something i think about i know one guy who writes his 
own marching band shows for his his school. Good on him. He um, he did a Jeff Rosenstock arrangement. He had his wow. marching band play Jeff Rosenstock. Well, I need to hear hear that. Jeff Rose. Jeff Rance. Um, what I was going to say, though, is you're not on TikTok, as we discussed pre-show. <laughs> Thank Glob, I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, well, that's good. But what I will say is, is like in the new culture, and it's happening a lot on TikTok, is a lot of like discussion and videos, people talking about career paths and making money and talking about alternate career paths, changing career paths. And it's just like a lot of honest discussion that just when we were that age, like when we were 16 was just not happening. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I've seen those videos where like some guy will just go up to someone like, Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm yeah. this, like how much money do you make this? Uh, do you like it? Eh. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so, like, so there's those videos and just that simple thing, like is pretty enlightening to see i've seen people talk about i've seen like people like kids on tiktok go all right um i did a bunch of interviews this week here's how much i got paid at all these different companies i used to work here and this is what i got paid this is why i left um i went to school for this now i have a job in this and i feel like like when i was there like i didn't know anybody who had a job i never heard from anybody like except for my parents friends or someone's like spare older brother that like had a job. So it was all so hypothetical and like based on nothing that I think it's kind of cool and illuminating in the new environment that there's like real discussion around money and careers and what it's going and people talking about how they do their things and YouTube and Reddit. And I don't know, I think, and I'm sure it's going on in discord too, where there's like, like true discussions like with, and, and, uh, you know, visibility into people with different careers. I mean, obviously there's going to be a negative there anytime you get on the internet where there's a lot of posturing and, and lying going on and, and charlatans. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's lots of kids right now who are like, if I just buy my Gary V friends, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk is V friends, which is the whole thing. Like it's an investment that's going to pay off and that's how I'm going to do it. And like, there's all sorts of fucking not just him, but other people doing pyramid schemes and taking advantage of all sorts of people. <laughs> there's bad shit out there too. And there's people who are lying. Like I'm on musician TikTok where there's people talking about all the time about how much money they make doing sync advertising. If if you oh, and if you gosh. follow me, I'll give you all the secrets to sync advertising. I fucking hate that bullshit. And it's like, <clears throat> dude, there's probably not secrets. There's no secrets. You probably got lucky with a couple. You're in a music. That's all it is. Is getting lucky. You remember you're in music. You you can set yourself up. You can be in a music library. Maybe you're like hitched up with a service. Like there's things you can do, but don't say if you follow me, you'll be making five figures sync income a month in no time. It's like what what are we talking about here? Do do you remember this? This was like uh, a year and a half ago. Maybe I'll I'll be totally transparent about this. Uh, The holophonics were offered a sync placement for a com- commercial advertising um oh the rob Lowe game show on fox what was it called mental samurai dude i forgot about this uh so it was for a cover that we recorded of blood sweat and tears spinning wheel and the contract they sent was pretty decent considering we didn't pitch them it was like totally fucking blind luck that some music supervisor stumbled upon this and wanted to use it in a commercial. 
uh, it wound up never transpiring. They did not use it. However, they offered us basically it was between three and ten thousand dollars, depending on how long the ad was going to run, mm-hmm. which would have been awesome. And, and then weren't it, there? And then wasn't there like there was like TV rights and then radio and like if if the ad expanded in different ways it could mean more money yeah yeah like they 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 laid it all out um and it at minimum would have been like three thousand dollars to run uh like in limited american markets and it could have been like ten thousand dollars or more to Uh run for like six weeks internationally also and um and it was just pure luck there was there was nothing that we did to make that happen yeah. Uh, just someone found it and that was it. And they sent the email. I said, yes, we signed the preliminary agreement and there, and it just never went, went forward to the actual use usage contract. Um, yeah, it, like I see, I see people talk about like the secrets to getting that kind of shit. And like, there's, there's nothing, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing you can do. Well, you know, you can have people on your team that work and pursue opportunities. But it, like, se- it seems such a like waste that. of resources to focus on something that, that like, even, even if like it works out, like it, it's still such a, so much of it is luck. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of luck, about, but there is like, you know, if you have a publishing deal with someone <clears throat> and that person's pitch is like talking to yeah, music supervisors, case, you're not, you're not on TikTok, uh, Yeah. Selling it. And that's where I was going to go. It's like, look, there are, people who are doing jobs and and getting things done to get your music synced yes like <coughs> of course i'm talking about the charlatans on tiktok that are promising yeah. it's like your 45 minute fruity loops beat is not going to be in a commercial like um yeah and i think they're preying on the hopes and dreams of others in order to harvest views and follows for their own uh game where they're probably going to push their own music um so that's not great that's not great but um, well, I do want to say, I guess just circling back around, like there are good people who do, just bring it, make it positive. There probably are some good people in, in, in sync and there's good people who are teachers and I salute you. I have some friends who are very inspiring teachers and it's great. Like, I just think, um, <laughs> just to wrap up my thoughts, nice and tidy is just like, it's cool that there, if the world just feels so much more open and visible, I mean, I guess that's getting older, but I can only imagine to a 16 17 year old pinecologist now it's such a different thing than when we did it yeah well also just <clears> such a different college thing. is even more expensive now than it was when oh, right. we started which is which was already obscene yeah um, it's like over i looked at delaware where we both went to college and it's like over doubled seriously yeah oh my gosh um i could yeah it's it's really um really really insane and like the models like for like um like our generation's kids like people are starting to have kids and like they're i don't i, I don't I, we can stop here because i'm there's some parents who listen to this and i don't want to bum you out um so uh <laughs> let's just stop on this whole this whole talk i it, this is it's, it would bum me out um it already kind of bumps me out but anyway there's good things happening i think on these bad uh, addictive social media apps. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, let's move on. Let's. Did you see the snail? Nope. 
No, I did not see the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? No. Whatever. Fuck us. I looked for the snail. Like I was like watching the screen more than normal. Uh, took way less notes. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit in this episode. A lot of more important things to pay attention to. A lot of shit. Um. Yeah, miscellaneous mania. So as we mentioned, this is actually the first episode that is set pre-Mushroom War. Mm-hmm. It um, was the stories by Tom Herpich and written storyboard by Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard. Um, directed by Andreas Salah. Slimy D himself. Yeah, and Nick Jennings. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously... <laughs> Slimy D, a lot of a lot of good tie-ins to to where it's gonna go. Um, it's only the second episode that does not feature Finn and Jake. They're not even mentioned. Yeah, that's big. Oh boy, Eric, my eyes are getting blurry. <laughs> I'm looking at this screen. I'm getting tired. Uh. I mean, I, I read some other trivia, and I was just like, I don't know if it's even worth uh, <laughs> bringing it up. There's all sorts of connections to this episode as as the series goes further and explains little bits and pieces of lore and character history and backstory. Like, a lot comes back to this episode. Yeah. Cool. Let's not dwell on it. Um, Want to pick an episode for when we're going to do at the live show? Nope. Why? I'm not there yet. Hold on. You got another uh, miscellaneous? Uh, there's all sorts of parallels between the characters of this episode and characters that we know. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. We're done with miscellaneous mania. If listener, if you want to hear more miscellaneous mania, go look it up yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some mail. Oh, the mail. Mail. Uh, we got a comment about our last episode with Sean. How do we pl- how do we play this? This this is a thing that you can do, listener. Yeah. So, unbeknownst to us, you can leave us an audio message for us. Um, we both got an email, or the, we got an email from Anchor, which was that a new listener had left a message for us, and we said, "I didn't know you could do that." And it took me actually like a a second to figure out where I found it inside of the apparatus. Eric, I could get it. Um, Here, I've got it. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So if you go to Anchor.fm/slash/AdventureGuysPodcast. There is like a next to support, there's message. So you can send a message and you can send a voice message. I just clicked it and it was like, nice try, but you can't send yourself a voice message. Nice try. Anchor's getting sassy with you. 
Yeah. Hey, man, I'm not trying to do anything. I... Yikes. Okay. So we got a voice message from Lenny, and uh, we'll just play it. It's in regards to the episode we watched last week, Preboot. Hey, guys. Just found this podcast. I'm a big fan of the show, so thought I'd check it out. Um, I love when you guys are talking about the name for timpani <laughs> but i feel like you missed a big chance to just rename it cyber timpani cyber timpani we missed a big one there amazing coming into the fold hot lenny thank you yeah we gotta we should hire lenny to write for our podcast yeah great constructive criticism i take it i internalize it and we will be better moving forward yeah um, next time we'll be sure to make that joke yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's what great knowledge of the show too. Um, we've been soliciting the the emails at did you see the mail at gmail.com. Please keep sending your shit there. Um, but if you go to anchor.fm slash Avenger Guys Podcast, you can support us, but you can also send us a voice message. If we get more of them and they're not obscene or like fucked, we'll we'll pl- <laughs> we'll keep playing them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And maybe even if they are. And maybe even if they are. Um, I'm trying to see. We did, We got some other mail, dude. We've, we got we a did? bunch of mail. Yeah. We got an e- email um, a couple weeks ago about episode 84. Um, And it's from Allison Saunders. And she said, hey, Eric and Nick, just listen to episode 84. And I got to say, the Technical Difficulties song is my favorite. Bummer you had all those tech issues, but I was vibing. Also enjoyed your guest, Craig. I didn't know I needed a thesis statement on an Adventure Time app until Craig, but damn, did I need it. Keep up the great work. You're the best part of my morning commute. Thank you, Allison. Oh, yeah. One of the best emails we've ever gotten. That's a good one. Thank Craig you. was is a stellar guest. Um, Technical Difficulties is one of the best songs. <sighs> yeah, that, that was one of the first ones I wrote. I used to care a lot more about writing theme songs. <laughs> You can tell it in some of the older songs. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear those? And then you go, oh, wow. Yeah. We got to, just got to get my David Lynch theme going more in there. Play, play that David Lynch theme song. Yes. Um, Allison, I'm gonna just uh, go on a on a on a limb here and say you probably didn't like that as much as technical difficulties, but it's okay. Um, I want a real David Lynch theme song. That one is not good. You didn't like it? I think it's pretty David Lynch. <laughs> it's I, can't, I can't argue against that, but then, I mean that was the only. Uh, I mean, I think I was like really tired and hungover, and we made it uh, during the Jeff Rosenstock episodes. But I. Uh, I was like, it's got to be drone, and I got to like do those fucked up pitch shifted vocals he does on Crazy Clown Time. Um, What's the song that he sings in Eraserhead? Yeah, that's also fucked up pitch. It's so pit. fucked up. That's, that's what I was going for. Yeah. That's why it's fucked up. Um, we also got a DM. I do want to say about Lenny. At first, I heard it and I was like, is this a pseudonym for Dan Ford, who's a loyal listener? But then it revealed himself not to be something um another uh listener and 
frequent and like a think a anchor supporter, which thank you, uh, is Haley Romanchik, who is uh, an old bud of mine. Um, said listening to the latest up, <laughs> you're gonna like this. Listening to the latest up, this is uh, July 14th. So this must have been, um, the episode before Sean. That was Craig's episode. It was. I think so. No, I think there's an episode in between. Oh, maybe. There's an episode in between. Yes. Um, oh, that was another Night Boys. It was another Night Boys. Um, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying when when I say Night Boys? What do you mean? Don't worry about nice it. Nice Boys? It's a, it's a Back to the Island reference. Oh, no, I don't know that. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, we talked. This is funny because on Sean's episode, we talked so much about The Grateful Dead, but we did talk about it the episode before. And Haley, in response, goes, listening to the latest app. Hallelujah to Eric saying he doesn't like jam bands. Oh, yeah. Biggest compromise of my life is the amount of Mo posters in my home. It's three and dear God, there's more. (laughs) So, Eric, I think you even said at the time, like, you were soliciting that feedback and you got it. (laughs) Um, Well, in a couple days, I'm running front of house for a Grateful Dead tribute band yet again. Luckily... Grateful Dead isn't a jam band. They're just a I, great, great American band. Sure. I did look up this band's YouTube videos because I'm also multi-tracking their set and they're actually very good. Oh, cool. Well, like, then They sing very well in, in there tune. You go. Good that, harmonies and stuff. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, the Dead didn't even manage that a lot of the time. So uh, <laughs> so there's an improvement. Uh, so thank you. Uh, great mail. We've been, meet- we've been meaning to, I've been meaning to bring that up the last couple episodes and I always go, God damn it. Uh, here's one from David Finkelstein that I don't think we we caught. Oh, he's he says five stars for marching band talk. What episode were we talking about marching band? A couple weeks ago. I don't know. He sent this on June twenty first. So, but uh, thank you, thank you, regular listeners. Um, if if you uh want to get in, if you're on TikTok and you want to get in on it, I'm starting to post for us on TikTok. Um, it's at adventure guys podcast like where a lot of our other stuff is Ooh, we just gained a new follower while we were listening um posting clips from adventure time a couple of animations i'm gonna get some other content going i threw up a random spongebob meme in there the other day didn't really seem to go well so maybe i won't do that but uh not our core demo no but i'm just having fun on there uh maybe we can do it um oh eric i want to do a tiktok with you uh do you want to do it on air not stoked about this idea. You you are going to be once you see what the uh, what it is. Okay, Eric, look, Eric, look at me. It's supposed. To, oh, here we go. I'm doing. Oh, dude, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love the fuck is. It's which. Here, it's a it's a TikTok where it goes like. It puts a filter on you, and it says, which uh, character are you? And you got uh, PB. <laughs> Dude, you got you got PB. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. We'll, we'll, we'll redo it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, cool. Uh, f- thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, do we have to episode generator? What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? We got episode 16. That's going to be season one, episode 16.
I hope it's the tree trunks. There was a um, by the way, an elephant in this. Yeah. Was that was that trunks? Great 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 grandmother. Oh wow, she's already a grandmother. We're talking about Adventure Time tattoos. What do you think if I get a uh, um, tree trunks tattoo? <laughs> tree trunks or Ricardio? Ricardio. Oh, gross. <laughs> or or the apple that was eating an apple. I love that guy. <laughs> Wait, season one, Adventure Time? Season one, episode 16. Okay, bro. Okay, it's called Ocean of Fear. And it was written and storyboarded by oh, Cole yeah. Sanchez and JG Quintel. Oh yeah. He he did uh he full on wrote an episode of Adventure Time. Is this the yeah. only one? Uh season one, he was on the crew. Right. And this is the only one according to the wiki that he has credit on. Uh maybe full as a credit. storyboarder. Yeah. But Wow, that's amazing. I think this is the one where Finn is afraid of the water like he doesn't know how to swim mm. uh so jake tries to tries immersion therapy to help him out to comedic effect of course <laughs> well there we go thanks for listening and um to another night boys edition of adventure guys um follow us on the social media adventure guys podcast on instagram and uh tiktok and Tell a friend. Hope you have a good night's sleep if you're listening to this as your own night, boys. Yeah. We'll see you next week in Queens. Oh, yeah. Bar Frida. All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye.